You're listening to the No Labels, No Limits podcast with best-selling author Sarah Box, where you get the inside scoop on the steps action takers and decision makers take to align their purpose to their principles and achieve their goals in business and life. We focus on the mantra, no labels, no limits, no excuses. And now, without further ado, please welcome your commanding coach with plenty of chutzpah and heart, Sarah Box. Hi there and welcome to this episode of the No Labels, No Limits podcast, a podcast all about shedding our limiting labels and beliefs. This week, we're joined by Joy Erickson. I'm going to tell you a few things about Joy. She learned about the Enneagram three years ago, four years ago now, and at that time, it was for her just another personality test. And we've all taken them, you know, the Strengths Finder, Myers-Briggs, a bunch of personality tests. That's what it was. But she was still curious in 2019, which led her to read Ian Cron's book, Road Back to You. And you know how you read a book and you have one of those aha moments? Well, she had one and realized it was an amazing tool for real and lasting personal growth and change. And she wanted to help others find that same growth and change. In 2020, she launched her business, Forward Enneagram Coaching, after becoming certified as an Enneagram coach through Beth McCord at Your Enneagram Coach. Now, today, she helps people live their fullest lives by walking with them through discovering who they truly are at their core. Now, here's two more fun facts about Joy. She really loves essential oils. We're going to talk about that. That's relevant to our conversation today. And she's also run a 15K. So I bow down to you running the 15K, Joy. And with that, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I really am honored to do this with you. Well, I know from our brief pre-chat and making sure tech was actually working, that um, the audience is going to love what you have to share um, and what I didn't tell folks or is that I am going to ask you a little bit more about how you got through your business and still use what you knew, knew and grew to use through your essential oil business and mm -hmm. the links with the Enneagram. So we'll talk more about that. And yeah. then the value of using the Enneagram, particularly today in a business setting. Yeah. But one of the things I like to ask all of our guests before we dive into their expertise and background is whether or not there's something you do every day, Joy, that keeps you living true to your own purpose and calling. Um, I, For me personally, the thing I make sure to do every day is to um, spend time with Jesus. So I'm very much a faith person. And so I make sure every morning, um, I have set some time limits on my phone when it comes to certain apps and all that. So like in the morning when I wake up, I don't have the ability to open things. And so the first thing I can open is my Bible app and read the word. And then I also, my husband and I have started using this other app we have found is very helpful. It's called Pause. It's from John Eldridge. He wrote a book recently. It's called Get Your Life Back. But this Pause app is very cool because it gives you a one minute, a three minute, a five minute, and a 10 minute option. Like you kind of work your way up of pausing and 
and just some time of prayer and reflection with the Lord to help get yourself focused on the day. And then I have a reminder to do it like in the middle of the afternoon to like for a minute just to like recenter. So like those are, that's something that I know if I don't do that daily, uh, things are going to be a little off center. And then I'm trying, I, I got off track with it last year, um, but I try very hard to always make sure I get some intentional movement in. Like, it doesn't have to be an intense workout, maybe just some yoga, stretching, something. But I always try to make sure I do that first thing in the morning, too, because if I don't, then it also it reflects in the rest of my day. So those two things are the things that I really, really, like, try to make sure I get in and stay on track with. So... Thanks for the tips on the app. Yeah. I hadn't heard about John Eldridge's app, and I like I love that it's just short, right? Yeah. Or you can increase it if you want. Yeah. But just stepping back for a moment, and we all have that yes. luxury of 30, honestly, even if it's just so you can go to the bathroom, right? We do yeah. take that time. We just don't go, yeah. let's just pause. So yeah. um, very cool. So I want to ask you, to share a little bit about how you got here doing okay. Enneagram. But I'd like for you to start back with your essential oil work. And as we were talking prior, you mm -hmm. were talking about the neuro neurological impacts of yes. the sense, the senses mm -hmm. and specifically smell. And I do think as we go forward and we think about the Enneagram and our motivations and our triggers, all of that, there's a link. Right? Yes, absolutely. So bring us up to date with Joy and from her business perspective. So in 2014 is when I was introduced to, I use Young Living Essential Oils. That's the, the brand I prefer out of all the essential oils out there in the world. I find that their quality and all that stuff is top of the line. And with Young Living, it is a network marketing, multi-level marketing whatever you want to call it, um, company. And so my friend that introduced me was very much into doing the business side of it where I just wanted to get them to help my family stay healthier in a more natural way. But with her, she is a very, very dynamic leader and she um, had a way of helping people understand how the business side of it worked without it feeling icky because sometimes with network marketing all that you can't you have those people where it does feel icky like you're just in it to make the people other people money type of situation where she wasn't like that she was very much a motivational person about like going after your dreams and all that kind of stuff and i kind of fell into doing the business on not really on accident, but like I started using them and then you do, you start sharing and telling people how they're working for your family and people want to get stuff. So it just kind of naturally happened. And so I was like, well, maybe I'll pursue doing this as a business and see what I can make of it on my own. And so I, for, you know, about, I would say about six years or so of my life, I worked toward building that up and be, you know, as a business. And in that time, I found the Enneagram through that because um, with 
my leader, my, um, she would have us do like retreats and do personality tests and, and all that kind of stuff. So I think it was in 2018 is when I first found out about the Enneagram and it was for, for one of the leadership retreats that she was putting on for us. They wanted to know our Enneagram number and all that kind of stuff. So we, I don't even remember what test I took back then. I didn't understand it. I thought it was really weird. Um, I didn't understand the explanation. Like, I don't, I was like, okay, like, just another personality test. Um, she was very much, she's very much into the DISC test herself. So I don't know if you've heard of that one, Sarah. I but, certainly have. Yeah. And she's very well versed in it. And I really like that personality test as well. So when we got her to the retreat, they didn't ever really end up doing anything with the Enneagram. So I was just like, all right, like, and I think I tested it. No, I, I know I tested it too when I took it the first time. And so I remember for a while and then I started seeing more memes and all the stuff on social media. And then I got road back to you. And that is when in 2019, I was like, well, I'm going to read up on this a little bit more because some people had shared some really insightful things through it. And I was still viewing myself as a two at that point. And then when I read Road Back to You, I read the chapter on a two and I was like, yeah, I mean, that, uh, yeah. And then I got to the chapter on a nine, which is what I am. And I was like, weeping because I felt like I was reading my life story and I was like oh my gosh and then when I started to really dive into it from that perspective and look back at even my adventures with Young Living and how I kind of got wrapped up into the excitement of it all from from the other person because my in my insecurity in that respect of like wanting to matter and be part of something was driving my wanting to build that young living business it really wasn't because i wanted to build it but i was just so enamored with being a part of something and mat and mattering in that way to people that that's why i was building that business and i always was hitting walls it was a very frustrating time for me and I always felt like disappointed in, in, in that in the business. And I finally, when I realized all that is when I like really started to take a step back and be like, okay, am I really pursuing this young living thing as a business because it's what I want to do or it's because, or is it because I want to matter to these people that mean so much to me that if I feel like if I don't do it as a business, they're not going to care about me anymore. And when I realized that I was really doing it for the latter reason, because I wanted to matter in other people's lives, is when I realized, okay, that's not healthy for me as a person. And so I, that's when I kind of sat down really pursuing building a business with, with the oils. And I really started to look at and um, I started then following like Beth McCord and, and that whole, a bunch of Enneagram leaders. And I heard about Beth McCord's certification program. And I told my husband, I was like, I really think I want to maybe become an Enneagram coach to help people walk through this thing that I found that's so amazing. And he's always been an encourager in the fact that he's always felt like I should be a life coach. And I was like, no, that's just 
for, I have a really hard time with that term for some reason, even still. And I was like, no, I'm not going to be a life coach. But then when I started talking in this respect and he's like, well, it's a tool that you can use to help people, which you've always wanted to do. And I thought the avenue to help people was going to be through Young Living and helping them with oils and all that kind of stuff. But I really want to see people's lives change at their core, not necessarily just in their health. Like the health is awesome and everybody needs to get healthier and work on living a healthy lifestyle, but that's not where real change happens. Like real change happens when people like know why they do stuff and like why they're reacting in certain ways and work on getting their their minds right you know, and living healthy in that respect. And so we made the decision to go ahead and work through the certification program and get my certification. And now I'm here, like, doing a podcast, <laughs> like with you. It's, so it's does that fun. feel, and this is a, a question that kind of goes back to what you're talking about, Young Living, right? Mm -hmm. Did it feel self-driven? to want to become an Enneagram coach or like, did you question yourself? Like, am I doing this for the community only or to be valued or am I doing it because, wow, I see what happened for me and neither one is right. I'm just trying to understand because you, it's clear to me as an mm -hmm. outsider that you have gained so much awareness of who you are and why you do what mm -hmm. you do that you're making different decisions. So I didn't know if at that time you made that shift, if you were that aware. I was getting to that point of awareness and I knew that I needed a change in my life because I was, I was at a point with my young living business that I was really frustrated. It brought me no happiness. I felt like I was failing constantly and I felt like I was disappointing people constantly. So I knew I needed a change in that respect anyway. And so with the Enneagram coaching, making the decision to like pursue something that was just mine, like it's just me. Like I have, I have no downline. I have no upline. It's just me pursuing something that can help others, but no, like nobody, and there's nobody underneath me relying on me to necessarily lead them into like how to build a business. <laughs> and there's no, there's nobody, I mean, I have, you know, my coaching, I bet like Beth McCord and their whole group or whatever, like to bounce ideas off of, but I don't have like, it's not like, you have a direct upline leader that's supposed to guide you through like it's really about doing it on your own and like finding your rhythm and your like your spot and your niche with Enneagram coaching and so for that it was really scary for me to make that decision too because as a type nine it is really easy to go along and get along and so when you have people to pull you like it's easier. And so to say, no, I'm going to set that down and not really do that anymore. And like, try to make something really my own was a really scary thing, but it was something I knew I needed to 
to do and then and see what happens. Super brave, super brave. Yeah. Right. It, so scary still. <laughs> like, well, well, business yeah. running a business can yes. make you nervous. Yes, it does. Very much. No, so. It's a brave act. I think when people talk about business, I'm going, you can keep it in the abstract, but entrepreneurs, people who are running their own mm -hmm. business, people who have employees under them, it is you're constantly thinking about others. And in your mm -hmm. case, you're thinking about those that you're going to serve and help open their yeah. lives so they can lead, right? Yeah. But if you other folks are in a, like you were talking the downline upline, right? That's a mm -hmm. whole other pressure. And for some folks, they thrive in that. Oh, absolutely. I see it all the time. I mean, I'm still friends with with all, all of the, my young living people because I mean, I still use the product. And I mean, if somebody came to me and said, how do I get them? I will totally help you get them. I'm just not gonna help you build it into a business because that's not where I thrive in life. And so I can send you to the resources and the people that will help you do that because there's plenty of them out there, but it's not going to be me. <laughs> like, so, but well, I see husband, the people as much that as you're fighting it, you are a life coach as much as you hate the term. I know that's the part. <laughs> so it's a takeaway. You can tell your husband he was vindicated on the yes. podcast. Yeah, he's right. He'll he'll be very happy. He'll about be my, that. he'll be a pal. So, but it's clear that you have learned the whys behind your own nine. And yes. I don't want to simplify the enneagram to just say it's these nine numbers because there are nuances around it. Oh, right? absolutely, so many. Very, very many <laughs> nuances. So. But I do want to think about shifting it to the business use a bit. You mm -hmm. said that your leader at Young Life brought it in. You did retreats and stuff, but you mm -hmm. never had a connection to it. Or I mean, it was complex, right? Yeah, exactly. And so now, knowing what you know, being certified and doing the work you do today, mm -hmm. if someone were to come to you, I would, I were to come to you and say, you know what, I want to bring this into my company, and I have a small company, maybe 50 people. Mm -hmm. um, and I think you should start with these people here. Well, how do I navigate that? How do you navigate that with me to make sure that we're using it in a way that people don't walk out scratching their heads saying, well, that was nice, but not very helpful. Well, I have had the opportunity to present the Enneagram for, for business a, co a couple of times, and I'm still working on honing how to present it the best way but what i always come back to for businesses in general is that it starts with the individuals and that i can stand up there and go through all the types and their strengths their weaknesses all the things but unless they take the time to after i leave to do some more research on their own um, to see how to use it individually first, it's not going to go anywhere. And I try to make sure that um, people who have asked me to do, like I next week have the opportunity to um, do a staff thing with a local YMCA, which first the, the, the director had me come in and we talked about it and she's going to be a part of it because she, she saw how it as a group and as individuals, they needed to grow. And so that, which is the great, this spot to be in for as a leader is to see how, if I can help my individual team members grow personally, our team itself 
will grow as well. And so that's why I always try to come back to first when it comes to the Enneagram with business use is if someone's asking me to come in and teach on it, I have I tell them it's about the it's about individual change first and foremost because this um, personality type is more about the why than the how. Because of most personality tests that I've ever taken, being a part of network marketing, you take all of them. Like, <laughs> they're getting thrown at you all the time. And actually, my leader in Young Living, she is the one who said this to me. And it was like, oh, that's so right. Is a lot of personality tests focus on the how. Like, how a person's going to react, how they do their work, how they, you know, do all the things where the Enneagram really gets to the core of why. Why do you react that way? Why does that trigger a reaction in that respect? Why did I pursue a business in Young Living when I probably deep down knew I really didn't want to? <laughs> like, but I know why now. And so that's what I try to make clear when people like contact me about doing like group work or whatever, I always make sure to say that this is gets down to a person's why, the core behind behind it, and then we'll move on from there and how what I'm want what they want me to go through and present or if they want to go ahead and do it any like either way like you know because some people won't want to focus on that they want to just worry about the how and not really the why and that's sad but it's like I can't we can't fix a problem without understanding why is really what it comes down to so when you think about it um you start individually that tells me that a leader who would be comfortable with you starting with her team or her mm -hmm. staff or herself at the mm -hmm. individual level also recognizes the value of knowing each person on their own knowing their own motivations right yes mm -hmm. so give us a little bit a mini snippet of what you would explain to that leader the motivation like say say they know kind of what you did initially like it's a test mm -hmm. it's a it's an assessment um differentiate like what I might know of myself as a, I'm a five, you're mm -hmm. a nine. Um, we share some similarities. We are different in many other ways. And, but if you had a team, a smaller team of seven or eight people, mm -hmm. and they each knew that about themselves, can you explain or share with us where they could go as a team that without knowing that it would be harder to get to? Does that question make sense? Yeah. I think so. Um, so I would say, so let's, let's use your type and my type, for example. So I would, I, so like when I'm doing this next presentation next week, um, I'm focusing a lot on conflict communication and how that works as an individual. Like I'll go over the overview of the Enneagram and what it is and all that, but I'm not going to dive into what each wing means for each type, because that's not pertinent when it comes to business as much. Um, what these, what they're wanting is to how to work together better. 
And so what I'll do is like, I'll say, so for a type nine in the workplace, we want to matter and be a part of something. And so a way to encourage that is to give a nine the opportunity to use their voice and do, do the work and then um, be in charge of something and give them the opportunity to do that. But what you don't want to do is bring a conflict into their life <laughs> in, um, in a way where they're going to feel like they don't matter. And so you have to, when you're addressing a nine or correcting them, you have to know that one, that conflict in general is going to be hard for them to take, um, depending on where they're at. Um, personally, like if they're in a really bad spot, that conflict, they're going to just think they're going to get fired, let out, kicked out the, kicked out the door and, you know, might as well not come back to work the next day because they're a failure. But if you can bring um, grace and confidence and give them the assurance that you believe in them and that they are part of the team and that they matter um, and you're wanting to help them improve in in a way that will speak volumes to them versus just telling them that they did it wrong and fix it if the, so that um is so for would be an example for like with it with the type nine now with you as a type five i know that you want the information and then you'll you need to have the time to take that information do your work most likely alone and away from people and that you will come back with the work completed and most likely it's going to be very high quality work and then I also know that um, conflict with you can be very depleting. It's not that you won't take the conflict, but it's going to take energy away from you. And so after I would come and say, hey, we need to work in this area a little bit more, I need you to give you probably time to process it and realize that you probably won't talk to me for the rest of the day, but it's not because you hate me. It's just you don't have the energy for it, even though you understood why it needed to happen. And, but the next day you'll come in and you, it'll be fine. You'll have processed everything and it'll, it'll work out. And so it's individual in the fact of like, you need to know yourself enough to be confident and being like, it's okay that I'm not talking to my boss right now or the person that I might've had that, you know, and then, and then I, as a, as your coworker needs need to know, like as a nine too, if I had to come to you and that I need to know that it's not personal. <laughs> like your um, withdrawing this isn't a personal attack. It is just what you need. But if I know that, then our relationship will stay good. Um, and working together becomes easier because if you know the nuances of your coworkers just by knowing this much about the Enneagram. I mean, yes, there's so many nuances of the Enneagram and it's super deep, big, large, like you can go so much with it. But if you know this much about it in the workplace and each other, like knowing this much can take a team so much further than just being like, so frustrating they just shut down when I talk to them like how much 
better is it for a team to understand like, yeah, she might shut down a little bit after a conversation, but they always come back and do better the next day. And, or for like me as a nine, like if anybody comes to me with correction or whatever, I even as a nine have to withdraw a little bit and take it in and then come back and be better the next day. But I also have to remember that it's not a personal attack on me and I'm not losing the relationship and I'm not horrible. Like, <laughs> and that is so true. That. And honestly, I can remember I've had, I've been leading organizations and I've, I've had a board member tell me staff don't feel you're accessible. I'm thinking I'm accessible. I'm trying to do so. I'm like in my head, I'm thinking, are you kidding me? I'm responsible for this budget. We're at a deficit, blah, 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 blah. Right. My brain is running and my mouth is shut. I learned that early on, just shut your mouth. When people are talking, you may be overreacting, but it took me a long time to understand that. Um, it just, that's just part and parcel of how I mm -hmm. process. And you're right. I mean, if I get inundated, with a ton of stuff, especially when I've had to supervise folks and someone else comes and dumps stuff like you, basically, this is the message. You have to fix that person. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking, well, I was working on financials, but I mean, I really, I can't task switch that fast. Mm -hmm. yeah, and yeah. so then I'm thinking, okay, can you just give me a little bit of information? I'll get back to you, but I'm not talking about this right now. I cannot, but mm -hmm. I have learned over the years to explain to people, Hey, I'm shutting my door. If you need me, just come you know, with the glass window wave at mm -hmm. me, we'll talk, but otherwise I've got to zone down. But mm -hmm. you know, you're right. You you can feel bad about yourself until you understand that that's just how you roll. Right. And I learned how I could not stay stuck in that and make it an excuse, but to mm -hmm. reach out, trust that I'll come back. I'll have something. But, yeah. So I think, I think there's a grace both ways. Yes. Yeah. There's so much grace both ways. And that's what I think is so great about the Enneagram for businesses um, is that there, it allows for that grace to happen both ways because without it, you can only go so far as a team if you don't have grace both ways. And, and I like what you said about it not being an excuse. It, goes back to like what Beth McCord says about not using it as a sword or a shield. Like knowing this information about your team doesn't give you the built reason, a way to just attack them or a way to shield yourself from whatever's happening. It is a way to work together and harmonize more and move forward and like a gear, like working together to, to move. Otherwise you just get stuck and there's something in the way. And that's when teams fall apart or when, you know, and, and it's just, it can be devastating when you're off, you feel like everything's on all gears and then it's like the wheels fall off and you don't know why, but it's because you have a certain set, amount of grace and then you get hit the breaking point and to know where to go from there is is crucial in business and it's different for each person personality and yeah. their own and our own backstories what we bring to you know they're all filters for how we respond so i may have the same quote unquote type as another five but our reactions will be different Yes. You know, and yeah. our motivations will be different. So that's important for folks to know that what, what is great is it doesn't box you in. It's not like you are forever this. 
right. you are you are somehow flawed and no good. And that's not what the Enneagram is about. Um, the other caution while we're on that sword um, thing is I had a colleague who is expert working with teams. She uses different tools, but she said, she, and she studied the Enneagram, but she says she's been on Facebook groups where people make snarky comments like oh that's just whatever like they might say about me oh that's just her being a five right not appropriate not okay not appropriate so if people are using that in a team like well that's just joy being a nine what would you expect that's not grace and that's not okay exactly exactly okay. i'll get off my soapbox so, well, I do. I think it's important we don't hurt people in the effort to learn about ourselves because um, yeah. it can be uncomfortable to learn about yourself and your vulnerabilities and see, but there are also paths to growing. Yeah. Right. And so yeah. it's, it's not on us. I mean, we have clear paths to get stronger for each of us that we can pursue, especially right. before we decide to start throwing rocks at other people. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I do have a question for you. And we, te mm -hmm. we talked a little bit about this early on. I was asking you um, what essential oil you were using today. And then we were talking about the sensory pieces. Um, and that, but also that you could go through, I'm not going to put you on the spot and ask you to do this today. But given a, a number, a personality type, um, you would be able to think through like, okay, when they're feeling this way, like maybe particularly vulnerable for whatever their personality is, that there might be a really sound match with an essential oil to help either ground them or get them going. Could you just give us a little bit about the science and then like two of your examples of that? Because I thought it was particularly interesting. Yeah. So the awesome thing about the human body is that it was it is just created so amazing and so we all have a sense of smell um and with that come it, it's called the olfactory system so the sense of smell um, is connected to the brain and it is the only one of the five senses that is um, scientifically proven to be connected to memory and pathways in the brain when it comes to that so when you have a certain perfume that you smell and it might remind you of your grandma or uh, the smell of a certain dessert brings you back to a time where you had it or a certain cologne reminds you of your crush in high school. Like that is because there is a neurological pathway that occurred with that sense of smell with that memory. And so it's a very strong connection. And, but with that, you can use the sense of smell to help invoke feelings and emotions in your life. So that is one of the amazing tools with essential oils is the sense of smell. So today for me as a type nine, I can get very nervous about what I have to say and not be very confident in what I have to say mattering to people. And I have grown leaps and bounds in this area on my own. But in certain situations, I know that I need a little like boost. And so what I do is like I was using Valor essential oil from Young Living 
as we were getting started because the set this smell helps bring up feelings of courage and confidence inside of myself um that i I can't reference all of the science behind it that, you know, that they have done or research, but you, everybody has Google, like you can Google, but like the certain oils that are in this blend, like, especially with frankincense oil, they have found to, um, when they study it, they have found that it helps turn on certain things in the brain. And so I was like, well, before I do, really my first ever podcast interview, I should probably put a little something in my hands and just smell it for a minute to help invoke some extra confidence in myself. And so, um, it, and it does, it helps me. We have other blends like Stress Away that I could have used to like bring my stress levels down. And um, it's just an amazing tool. So like when it comes to certain Enneagram types and their stress and growth or all that. Well, I'll use like my son as an example. I was telling Sarah this at the beginning. Uh, I have inklings that my son is also a type five when it comes to the Enneagram. And he gets very, um, he's always had a very anxious side to him. So sometimes it can be a toss up. Maybe he is a six with a really strong five wing. I'm not sure. But when he was younger, his anxiety was very strong. And so when we were start, had just started using Young Living, I had heard that for him, like that oils that come from trees, especially are very grounding to people. It gives you a very much a feeling of like groundedness, like calming, all that. And some people can be like, oh, the word grounding, that sounds so like hippie. I'm like, I'm sorry that I have hip, a little hippie dippiness in me. Like it just, it, me too. <laughs> it just is what it is. But you know, they're like, well, root uh, trees have roots and are grounded into the ground. And so I had read up on an oil uh, called vetit fir, which is a, a type of tree, a plant, and um, an orange oil out of all things. And so I made a little roller bottle of this vetit for an orange and we called it his focus blend. And the difference I saw in him, just putting a little bit on his chest for him to, in, in his hands for him to smell was night and day. Like he would, and then, you know, at that time, let's see, it was eight years ago. So he was like seven, no, yeah, seven, eight years old. Um, when a seven and eight year old boy is coming to you and asking you to put that oil on because he himself is feeling the difference inside of himself when he smells it, you know that there's something there. And so, you know, that for, or even just frankincense oil, which is another very like grounding, calming oil is something that I would highly recommend to any type five or type six that might you know, get a little overwhelmed when a lot of stuff gets thrown at them and they need to take a moment, you know, put it with the pause app, like take the pause app, put a little frankincense on your hands, smell that while you're taking a moment. It is, it, it's amazing how it does just like calm you. And I've just experienced it personally so, so much. And I know people are, 
can are skeptical. Like there's always skeptics. There's skeptics about the Enneagram and how it, this tool works. And, and there's definitely skeptics when it comes to essential oils and, and using them. But it is a tool that I will forever use. Like I'm so grateful that these products are in my family's life. Um, but so like with which oil works best for each type, some of it's situational. I, I was telling Sarah at the beginning too, like Valor, you can use for any type, really. Like I used it today for boost of confidence. Um, my husband, who is a type one, he uses it because it does, you know, it, it has a little bit more of a groundingness. So like for a type one who sometimes deals with that inner critic that's always talking. And I always tell type ones, let's name it because it just makes it funny and diffuses the situation. So my husband named his Chad. I don't, we just came up with it. I don't know. But when his when Chad starts really yelling at him, you know, he'll get out like a valor oil to like help bring it back and like calm it down and and then it'll yell at him, which also is just funny. So it helps diffuse the situation. Um, but like, even so, like I'm nine, so I use Valor for a little confidence. My husband uses it to help bring a, a calmness and a and a confidence in his in his decisions, and not listen to his inner critic as much. You know. Um, a three might use valor to really boost their confidence. Like a type three that is already like super confident person, like valor will just add an extra level to that. And um, I just think that it's a great tool that anybody can use, but then when you couple it with the understanding of the Enneagram and you can be like, hey, why don't you try this out for a little while and see if this, helps you get through that a little bit more. Um, it'll be a very interesting thing. It isn't some, I have started to dive into it a little, but it's like one thing at a time. I can't overwhelm myself. <laughs> well, when you're ready to dive in more, I'd love to yeah. dive in with you and learn. Absolutely, yeah. Um, because I do think, and I'm good with it. I've been around long enough that my husband jokes to people at the store when they ask, do you want that in a bag? He says, we'll just carry it. My wife's an old hippie, right? I don't mind being called a hippie. I do mind him continually referring to me as an old hippie, but it's true. <laughs> so um, that's great. But it, that's just a kind way of saying, you know what? I pay attention to stuff and care about mm -hmm. it, but I also respect your knowledge and learning. I don't know the details of why it works. I do know the effects. Mm -hmm. When someone who's knowledgeable like you says, use this for right now, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm going, all right. I'm appreciative that they've done their research and thinking on my behalf, considering yeah. what my needs are. So um, you have a very gracious offer for anybody who comes to you through this podcast and wants to have your services. Could you share that with our folks? Yes, if I can remember what I put in my email. <laughs> okay, I'll tell you what you offered. Thank you, you offered... <laughs> Done. You're so cute. Um, you've given so much value already today. I kind of feel bad about telling you what you're even offering more value. But that's oh, okay. I'm, I'm I'm offering like okay. So what Joy people. is offering, if anybody comes to her and you mention to her that you heard her through this podcast, she will give you twenty percent off yes. 
a coaching service. Yes. Yep. I will that, do that. That's, and that's the bell. number I thought I had said, but then I was like, was it? <laughs> oh man, it's been, you know, well, life is great. We don't have to be perfect. It was great. Yeah. Um, that's why we yeah, have email. So 20% we can read off. Yeah. Um, they can, I, um, I think you'll probably put it like how to get in touch with me in show notes or something along those lines. So they can email me, um, which will is joy at dreamforward.co. And then um, my new website is almost done. We're almost on the finishing touches of it. So they can also will be able to contact me through that once we get it finished. But it's dreamforward.co is the website so hopefully we'll have that done and up and running by the first that's the goal is to get it done first by of february, february. yep yeah it'll so. be up and running i will promise you we will run this episode after the first of february okay, that would be great um but yes yeah, so that's that'll be the other way that they can get in touch with me or they can okay. just find okay me so it'd be dreamforward.co and joy at dreamforward.co yeah yeah, and that and email is our, your... that email is already working, and I use it all the time. So. Yeah, yeah. I think that's how we connect it. So, yeah. Whew. Okay, with that, Joy, I want to really thank you for being a guest. And I didn't it had you not told me, I would not have thought this was your first podcast. Oh, really? <laughs> that's good. You're no, you gave so much great information. You're so personable, um, and I can just guess since I'm not a client how much value you add to your clients because of your deep thinking and ability to connect with folks. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you very much. All right. And to the rest of our listeners, thanks for joining us this week. We'll be back next week with another great guest. So remember, come back and learn more. You've been listening to the No Labels, No Limits podcast with best-selling author, change agent, and strategic vision coach, Sarah Box. You can grab the show notes and find out how to work with Sarah at sarahbox.com forward slash no labels, no limits podcast. We'd love this podcast to reach as many people as possible. So please remember to rate, leave a five-star review and share the podcast with someone you think would get value from this conversation. Until next time, keep taking those daily action steps to align your purpose to your principles and achieve your goals in business and life.